you are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. We've got an awesome show lined up for you guys today. We've got tons to get to. Obviously, we're going to review what happened at the game on Saturday. The Rams improved to 2-1 overall in the preseason. We're going to take a look at the numbers at a high level. Then we're going to kind of dive a little bit deeper with some pro football focus stats, kind of look at some of the guys that stood out, uh, talk about what we thought about some of the players, some reaction from some of the players and coaches via their press conference after the game, a splash of some injury updates, and a little bit on Aaron Donald. Why not, right? Before we get going, guys, again, we are on Spotify and iTunes. Go check us out. Hit subscribe. Tell a friend. Let's grow this network. We've got some awesome listeners. Continue to share. We always appreciate that. Leave a review. Tell us what you think. Uh, Reach out to us on social, Locked On Rams on Instagram and Twitter. You can also hit me up on my personal account, which is LA underscore Rambling Bear or LockedOnRams at gmail.com. We tried to give those tickets, but uh, we actually... We tried to give away those tickets, but they went quick, but the tickets were taken. But most importantly, we got the win. I know I've been talking about this a lot, but I'm excited about our growth here at Locked On Network. Guys, again, go check out some of the college channels that have been launching, having some really good feedback from what's going on there. Uh, If you're a fan of Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Baylor, Penn State, Oregon, or BYU, head over to the Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, or like I mentioned, anywhere you follow us from. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. We're going to continue to expand the college area, so hopefully we have your team soon. Uh, Let me know what your team is. I'll put in a word. We'll see if we can get it up and running. Don't forget, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As I mentioned, we've got a great show for you guys. Want to continue to bring awesome content your way daily throughout the week. I'm actually sitting in Chicago right now at, if anyone followed from way back in the day, when we were doing Rams podcasts, our former sound engineer, Sam, aka the Sound of Sam. I am at his house in his studio recording, and my mic didn't fit the stand, so we are actually being held up right now by an empty Jim Beam bottle. So, you know, when in doubt, get creative, and Jim's always got your back. So as we sit here on Monday, 5.30, just past 5 o'clock, as I mentioned, I got my beer in hand. We're going to talk some football. I'm going to bring some awesome stuff to you guys this week. Well, I guess just jumping out of the gate, Rams got another win. At the end of the day, that's what they're playing the games for. We are 2-1 and one in the preseason. 21-20 to 20 was the final score. The Rams did some great things on defense. We saw some improvement on offense. Again, we still haven't seen a lot of our main guys, so tough to break these games down and really uh, get into what the team needs and what's going on with the team since we haven't seen a lot of the starters in general. Uh, but we'll kind of take a look at it, as I mentioned, high-level view of it and then kind of break it down a little bit further. Sean Mannion probably had one of his best games in the preseason, although it started out really ugly again. And just a reminder, guys, taking a lot of this information just from following up and you know watching parts of the game via highlights and YouTube and you know hearing what all you guys had to say on Twitter. I was in the air. I landed uh, about the time the game started, but getting the luggage, and by the time... I got into the car. This thing was already well into his way into the second quarter. And by the time I got back, uh, we were in late in the fourth quarter. So I didn't get to see much of the game. But from everything I heard, uh, Sean Mannion struggled at the beginning. He ended up going 11 for 17. When McVay was asked at the press conference after the game about Sean Mannion's performance, 
Uh, he said, well, I think one thing you can take away is that it says a lot about him, and he didn't start out to a great start. Uh, but what we took away from it is how do you respond from adversity? I thought he did an excellent job with that. A lot of times when the game starts out that way, it's really easy to let it snowball. He certainly didn't do that, found some completions. He went on to say, you know, he thought he ended the half with seven completions in a row, a couple touchdown drives, so they were definitely pleased with that. Again, they got to go back and look at some tape, but overall, Sean McVay was really pleased with the way that he responded, and he didn't let that snowball. I think that says a lot about Sean Mannion, he said. So as we're reading through this and we're trying to figure out what we're doing with the number two quarterback, again, kind of like last game, it seems like he's doing enough to get by. Uh, Mannion was asked about his performance, and he said he felt really good about it. It's two weeks in a row that he's put together some touchdown drives, and he was able to move the offense again uh, from a fan standpoint and even kind of looking at it number-wise, nothing you know overly impressive or extremely exciting, but enough to get it done. 11 of 17, 68 yards, one touchdown, one interception they had. And he admits he's got to work on his accuracy and his timings were just a couple of things that he really wants to work on moving forward. Brandon Allen came in after that, 10 of 13, 63 yards, no touchdowns, got sacked once. Overall, as a group, 21 of 30, 119 yards. Again, nothing jumping off the page. We hope that looks like a Jared Goff first quarter, maybe, as far as the yardage goes. But again, the big star of the show, John Kelly, 15 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Probably the most impressive one coming on that third down run uh, where he scampered about 15 yards, broke a handful of tackles, and got into the end zone. Didn't fumble it in the end zone. That was one of the things they asked him about. He said he was excited to get in the end zone, that Marcus Peters is still giving him a bunch of crap about fumbling the, the first game, his first touchdown. But uh, he saw a lot of action. We didn't see much of Malcolm Brown. Six carries, 11 yards, four was his longs. And then Nate Hawley was second in the team as far as carries goes. He got 11 for 40. Again, one of those guys that I think is going to be really tough to make the team. Uh, he's had some ups and downs woes. His brother, I think, maybe has a little bit better shot. Again, they're going to really find their mark on special teams. Uh, and as you kind of keep scrolling down here as I'm going high-level stats here, we'll jump over really quick to the wide receivers. Freddie Brown led the team with five catches for 35 yards, long of 10 yards. Uh, Mitchell, Cooper, Hodge all had three catches, seeing some good action. Hodge, again, uh, looking to shine. That number 11 jersey hasn't looked good as a wide receiver in mm, since probably Tavon's first year as a wide receiver. Uh, he probably went downhill from there, offending some people, but oh well. Uh, good to see Johnny Munt out there as well as Hemingway. Uh, not a lot of action as far as stats go, but definitely out there and seeing some action was good for them. As our tight end position is going to continue to be you know, something that we talk about. And then flipping over to the defense side. Uh, Nixon had a great game with uh, eight tackles, six solo Kaiser seemed to be all over the place with six tackles, five solo. Laguda has continued to impress. This is a guy that kind of came in uh, not expecting much from him, but he had four tackles, two solo. Uh, the game before, he had a, a couple really nice plays. Bryce Hager has continued to play well. He had three tackles, three solo. Uh, so we saw some good stuff. And then uh, another nice thing was see Longacre. Just good to see him out there running around. He got a sack, just like... Uh, same with Easley. Nice to see those guys get some some run in. You know, McVay talked about his plan and getting them ready for that Monday night versus Oakland, really to kind of see some action in here. He talked about Mark Barron. We'll get into that a little bit more as we talk some injuries and what the plan is for him. But nice to see those guys out running around making some plays. And Longacre was sacked. That's what we saw a lot from him last year. So if he can be healthy, uh, he can be a guy that can get around the edge and really take advantage of those guys up front, and Aaron and Donald and Sue, and, you know, really making a push coming around the side and, and clean up some of those sacks. So nice to see Longacre in and producing. Talking about guys we are excited to see in, 
Sam Shields made his debut last week, again on the field, had an interception, 13-yard return, and it was beautiful. Saw the play. He read it so great. When they asked him about it later, he basically said it was just nice to be out there and doing what I do, which is you know reading the quarterback's eyes and knowing routes and what they're going to do and making a play off that. And he, you know, they asked about how did it feel when the, the team came and celebrated with them. And he said, you know, it's, this is a family here, and you can see that just by the reaction of the guys. And But for him, it's just exciting to be out there making plays again. So Sam Shields looking like the Sam Shields old, which if that is true – uh, man, that's going to be a dangerous thing for our defense to just have that weapon there. And another thing I found interesting about Sam when he was asked after the game about it was he's really focused on special teams as well. He understands that there's 53 spots here and that they're very deep at cornerback and in the secondary. So he's going to have to find another way to also impact this team. And he talked his two focuses for this team are obviously the defense, but then special teams. He wants to be able to come in and contribute there and make some plays and really earn his spot, which is cool. Obviously a guy that hasn't been in you know real action in two years, but came from a position of such a dominant place when he was playing not coming in and just expecting like, oh, I don't do special teams. I, I've, I've been in the league, you know, 10 years. I'm not doing that. Uh, not the mindset he has, not the mindset of the team. Uh, he said it best when he even kind of quoted and said, we not be on this team. So excited to see him get involved in any way he can, especially special teams. It's a huge part of what we do. Bones is the best. Uh, so if we just keep giving him some good players, uh, we can only imagine how that team is going to continue to soar and be a rock of what we do going into the playoffs. And then as we kind of round it up, uh, talking about the first string D, because they did get two series uh, going in. They played really well. They got a three and out. And then their second series, uh, Sue put a bunch of pressure on, helped with uh, Michael Brockers up the front. Uh, Sue came out and uh, put a, a, a nice lick on Deshaun Watson, and he kind of heaved the ball up, which we assume we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks doing. And LaMarcus Joyner was just out there playing center field, made the grab, and got the turnover. So two interceptions from the Rams' defense, which was nice. Uh, McVay kind of went on to say that was part of the reason they, they thought about going two to three series, but when they saw a three and out and then a turnover, they said, you know what? That's proven enough. We've seen what we need to see. Let's get these guys out. Let's stay healthy. Guys didn't seem to mind too much. They got to get in there, get the action. Uh, Sue was excited to hit the quarterback. I saw a pretty funny quote as I was doing some research about uh, you know the game and how people felt about things. And one writer described that play as Deshaun Watson wasn't tackled. He was shoved into the crust of the earth by Indomitian Sue. And I love that because when you watch that, he does. He gets him a nice lick, a good little push, and his body just reacts and goes and hits the ground. And uh, it's really close. It's always going to be close with Sue as far as when the quarterback releases the ball and when he hits him. But uh, he was excited after the game to say, you know, we don't get to hit 16, a.k.a. Jared Goff in practice. We don't get to hit any of those guys. So uh, to come out here and to finally hit a quarterback, which, you know, Sue is known for loving to do, uh, he said that was the best part about it. So excited for him to get out there and actually uh, do what we brought him in for, which is cause havoc for the quarterback and make them extremely uncomfortable. And next time, you know, try to get that ball away a little bit earlier, push it a little bit further down the field or into double coverage or wherever it may be. But Sue is just, that's, that is what we thought we were going to see with the Dominican Sue. And we got it in his first action uh, here with the Rams, which is exciting to get to Monday night versus Oakland Raiders. Well, guys, before we continue, I'm excited to talk to you about one of our new partners on the show, Ease, and that's E-A-Z-E, -E, which is a cannabis delivery tech platform supporting the legal cannabis industry. Think Amazon meets Uber, but for cannabis, which aka is awesome. Everything in this world is now being made easy for us, pun intended. Not a good one, but intended. 
All you have to do, just go to www.ease.co backslash locked on, and you're going to get $20 off your first order. You must be 21 or older. But the awesome thing about this is they've got it all, man. They've got oils, creams, pens, flowers, edibles, pre-rolls. Yes, even pet products. That's right, pet products. If your pet has some anxiety issues, there's some awesome products on here. Never miss kickoff because Ease will deliver to your house before, during, or after the game. Believe me, guys, this is something I can put my bear stamp of approval on. I tried this last week. They're actually working with us on a couple of other programs here on the show. Uh, I got Ease delivered to my house in under 10 minutes. No joke, under 10 minutes. It was faster than I could have pizza delivered, and it was amazing. So they do a great job. They have friendly, amazing drivers. Everyone is verified from customers, retailers, and the cannabis brands. This is a one-stop shop that's got you covered. You can even track your delivery from the beginning to the end in real time. Again, it was within minutes. In the LA area, if you guys are there, go check it out ease.co backslash locked on you put in your uh, email and your zip code and it will tell you if they deliver to you they've got a pretty good range in california if you guys are listening us in california but you're actually in san fran area they'll do that up there but they got some awesome stuff don't fight the lines at the local dispensary try ease today i promise you will never shop for cannabis any other way ever again remember that's ease.co so e-a-z-e dot c-o backslash locked on $20 off your first delivery when you use the link. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love a discount on cannabis? So go check that out. Tell me what you think about it. I'm a fan. I hope you guys are too. One more time, ease.co backslash locked on, $20 off your first order. We're going to take one more word from a sponsor, and we'll be right back with some more Locked On Rams. All right, Ram fans, we are back. This is your host, Bear Motter, Locked On Rams Tuesday edition. As I mentioned, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the game. We're going to take a look at some pro football focus stats, some things that came out uh, from the performances on Saturday. Dive a little bit deeper into some players and you know some of the stats that came through. I love pro football focus, fan of them on the show. We'll probably be doing some discount stuff with them coming up. So keep an ear open for that one as we're excited. Uh, we'll just start at the top. We'll go offense, defense, just like we did in the previous segment. And, of course, who are we going to start with? Running back John Kelly. We mentioned had his best performance of the preseason against the Texans. He finished with an overall grade of 80.5. His grade was the highest at that position through Saturday's game. So Kelly had the best week out of everybody last Saturday. Kelly would not go down on first contact. We talked about that on his big touchdown runs. He was able to gain 52 of his 64 yards after first contact on an average of 3.5 yards after contact per attempt. Now that is a good stat for a running back. 52 of his 64 yards after contact, just adding to that crazy offense that we already got going. Um, McVay was asked about John Kelly and what he thinks his role is really going to be going into the season. He said, hey, we love everything he's doing right now. He's continuing to grow at that position. He's got Todd Gurley in front of him to learn from. Again, McVay always keeping stuff close to his vest. Didn't really explain how much you know, we should really plan on seeing him once we get to the regular season. But he's got a couple guys in front of him still on the depth chart as it sits now. But we can probably imagine that we're going to see some John Kelly once we get to the regular season, especially on third downs. Give Todd Gurley a breather. Let him come in. And if he's doing, you know, 52 of his 64 yards after contact, get this guy the ball and let him, you know, wiggle in some space. Um, moving on, moving on the offense for the second straight week guard, Austin Neary. That's right. Austin Neary has 
earned a grade above 80 in Pro Football Focus. In this game against the Texans, he earned the highest grade among all offensive players, 81.6, and was perfect in pass protection. After giving up one quarterback pressure in each of his first two preseason games, Neary didn't allow a single pressure on 22 pass-blocking snaps. Now, some of you are like, who is Neary? And I was kind of with you for a second, but I remember this guy. We picked him up. He was an undrafted free agent in 2016. He was with the Denver Broncos uh, before he got waived, picked up by the Eagles on their practice squad. They later waived him. The Rams swooped him up to add him to their practice squad. Nearly was promoted into the active roster on week 17 and earned his first NFL start at center as the Rams sat most of their guys. We all remember that versus San Francisco 49ers ahead of that playoff berth. Uh, but he's had some back-to-back great games. As we look at this line, you know, it's it's weirdly to be getting deeper and deeper. You know, you got to remember Note Boom and Brian Allen and Demby. All those guys are kind of in the mix. Even at that right tackle position, uh, we're, we're going to miss Brown for a few games. And obviously Austin Blythe is in that mix. McVay was asked about that after the game, about who he thought was really going to have a go there. Again, pretty vanilla answer from McVay saying we got a lot of guys there that can do some things. Uh, I still think it's going to be a mix of Noteboom, Allen, Austin Blythe uh, really fighting for that spot. But you got to give props to Austin Neary. He's really making a push for this, trying to make this team this active 53-man roster. Again, if not, he's a great guy to add back to that practice roster. If anything goes down or we have any uh, injuries along the way, he's another guy that has shown it can come in and really protect the quarterback. So props to him having a great pro football focus numbers game and really kind of standing out in the coach's room as far as a you know, guy that you know was brought in here uh, more as a body and has really shown that he can be more than that. So uh, another thing to kind of watch out at that offensive line position, man, is this, this guy is flying up the back and, and ready to try to you know fight for that second string in, at, at any position on the line. So we'll see how that goes. And now let's flip the script. We'll go to the defense side of the ball. Linebacker Micah Kaiser, which I was just in love when we got this pick, put together one of his best games of the preseason with a 91.5 overall grade against the Texans. That is awesome. He earned elite grades of 90 for both of his run defense and coverage with 90 and 90.4 respectively. All five of his tackles were defensive stops while he was able to force two incompletions in his coverage on four targets as well. So exactly what we thought we're getting from this guy. Just a guy who hustles all over the field, can play in coverage, can stop the run. Again, we talked about him coming out of college and he won the equivalent to the Heisman Trophy for academics. He was one of only two guys that had three consecutive years of over 100 tackles in NCAA. So uh, tackle monster, can play in coverage, had a great game, 90 overall in both the run defense and coverage. That is awesome. Those are the guys that you're really hoping can fill in our linebacking depth that people have questioned coming into the season. Now the other player of the game on the defense side of the ball was edge defender Juan Price, man continued against the Texans. He's had an amazing preseason. This this time with his overall grade of 90.0, he was able to generate two quarterback pressures on 13 pass rushing snaps to bring his total for the preseason to six. Price's 11.7 pass rush productivity on 36 pass rushing snaps this preseason is ranked fifth among all second year edge defenders this preseason. Remember, we got him out of Pitt. He was once former teammates with Aaron Donald for a hot minute 
And coming out of Pitt, they nicknamed him the Sackmaster. So one of those guys that, again, depth at that position, that outside rush, that outside linebacker, guys that don't have tons of experience, but when they are getting time, they are showing that they are proving their worth. Really excited about Juan Price and the things that he can do. Uh, again, as you start to get all those monsters down the line and let some of that second wave uh, be able to come in and, and take out the quarterback. So excited about the pressure he's been able to put on the quarterback. If it's not going to be him getting there, it's going to be one of the other Rams that is flooding to the quarterback to make that play. So Micah Kaiser and Juan Price on the defense, Austin Neary and John Kelly on the offense. Those are our four stars via Pro Football Focus. So real quick, we're going to do a little injury updates. Not a ton to report on. DN Ryan Davis left the game with an ankle injury. McVay said he doesn't think it's going to be too serious, but maybe about two, three weeks uh, sitting out. And then uh, McVay talked about Mark Barron and what's going to happen for him. And coming on the opener, we haven't seen him all preseason. This was McVay's response. He's been one of the guys that we've had a plan all along based on his recovery from a couple different things. But Barron has been practicing. He was practicing all last week. He's been moving around. He's been taking part of walkthroughs on Thursdays. Uh, they expect him to participate in the scrimmage that they're going to have this Tuesday, aka as you're listening to this today. But the goal was for him always to be there ready for September 10th, opposed to Long Acre and Easley, those guys that they anticipated they wanted to try to get them a little bit more action in the preseason. And so they're just sticking to the plan. That's what McVay said. If he had to, he could play, but we're in a long-term plan for Mark Barron, and that just is part of the course of what we anticipate is going to happen, getting him to that September 10th date. So no worries as far as Mark Barron. And then, but that's the nice thing about all these young guys in the linebacker core. Once thought of a weak spot for the Rams, we've got to get these guys some real game action, and they've really performed. So nice to hear Mark's going to be back to join them. But we've got depth there. Uh, although young and unproven during the regular season, these guys have shown that they can get out there and play with the best of them. So I'm excited to see how that group kind of comes together and how that rotation goes and who's going to get a lot of the snaps and, and really how that plays out in the first you know handful of weeks in the season. But Mark Barron should be ready. No real update as far as Gerald Everett. Uh, still dealing with the shoulder. Obviously don't expect him to play in the last preseason game, but we'll see what his availability is for that Monday night game. If that's going to be a Higby-Hemingway show, uh, what we're going to do there at tight end, but that's going to be more to come on that. Guys, we're going to step away for one more quick word from our sponsors. We're going to be back. We're going to close the show with a little bit from Aaron Donald. What's coming up this week? And a little bit from a top 100 list. You know I like my list here at Lockdown Rams. We'll be right back, guys. All right, we are back. This is the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. I'm your host, Bear Motter. Excited to bring more Rams news, information, and updates throughout the week for you guys. So I appreciate you listening. Make sure to go follow on iTunes and Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Share it with a friend. Get someone else involved on this train, man. We're having a good time. I want to get as many people involved as possible. Follow on social at Lockdown Rams on Instagram and Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear. You know where to find me. Hit me up. Say what's up. I'm hanging out in Chicago, and it is muggy out here, man. Forget about those California breezes and, and no humidity. I'm out here in Chicago struggling a little bit uh, with this humidity. But I got my beer. I've got my Rams, so we're good. As I talked about on the other side, we've been cranking it down a little bit as far as talking about Aaron Donald. But every time we try to just let it be, let it play out, it seems like something else pops in and get you excited. It was a couple weeks ago that we thought this thing was going to happen within that week. Uh, that wasn't true. The numbers look to be pretty on point. 
Uh, but we've had those numbers for months. So we're kind of coming into, we understand where the numbers are at. We understand he wants to reset the market. We understand the Rams at one point said they weren't looking eye to eye, but at the same time have an offer on the table and are going back. But Pro Football Talk and other major outlets are starting to really report that, that the deal is getting closer and closer. And we're looking at most likely 22 to 24 million per year, probably on the, the shorter end of that, maybe 22, 23, with as much as four, with as much as 80 million fully guaranteed. Get my man paid. Let's see him at camp. I just saw breaking today that Odell Beckham is getting his money paid. Uh, he got an extension, five years extension. He's going to make him the highest paid wide receiver. So maybe it's the week of the extension, the record-breaking extension. So we'll see if Aaron Donald fits into that. But I did notice, I think I saw the post on Instagram, and it was within. It was by the NFL, and they posted like within three minutes. I already had 21,000 likes. But one of those likes was Mr. Aaron Donald in the first few minutes. So uh, he's waiting for that Instagram post of himself. Uh, and he's respecting all the people out there getting their money. But Aaron Donald waiting for his money, most likely 22 mil per 80 guaranteed. I'm okay with it. The Rams are stocked with money. I know we're going to have to make decisions. I understand that you know we're not made of money, even though we have Kroenke and we kind of are made of money. But uh, the league has restrictions to things. And, and then you got to look at fines if you're messing with anything over the cap and whatnot. But uh, I expect that we're really setting our football team up, especially as we talked about that young linebacking core, uh, to be able to free up some money. I don't know how much longer Mark Barron will be on the team past this season as you're looking at contract and trying to save money and who's going to stay, who's going to go. Tlaib and Peters at that cornerback position, what are we going to do with them? Obviously, we got Joyner on the franchise tag, which is still an option going into the next year, but uh, lots of things moving. Aaron Donald's one of those pieces. We got to get him in here. So excited for that. Hopefully that breaks this week. Another thing that broke this week I want to talk just, just briefly about was a panel of ESPN experts ranked the NFL top 100 players. All right. Obviously the NFL's already done their top 100. Uh, this was ESPN experts. I don't know the difference between them. But uh, one thing I did notice, the Chargers had six. Joey Bosa, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Ingram. Casey Hayward and Melvin Gordon at the running back positions. And the Rams had five. Aaron Donald, who came in at number three. Todd Gurley at number 13. Marcus Peters at 48. Dominican Sue, 51. Andrew Whitworth at 58. But, you know, a little crosstown rivalry, that week three matchup. Just another little thing that I'm going to put on my own little personal bulletin board as we approach that game. But found it interesting that the, the neighboring L.A. team had one more player than we do. A couple of people missing from this list. Obviously, Jared Goff made the other list by the NFL earlier in the season. Uh, but you could have maybe thrown Johnny Hecker out there. I don't know if that's too much to ask for a punter to be in the top 100, especially as we didn't have to use him as much last year. But if you're keeping in the special teams, obviously Greg the Leg was the number one point scorer last year. Probably pretty hard to put a, a kicker up there. I get it, but you know maybe maybe a couple other players could have made the move in there. Akib Talib could have been our sixth guy to make it six and six. But just found that interesting. Top 100 always gets me. Any type of list can always perk my interest. But but when I noticed our Crosstown LA team beat us out, I was like, hold up, hold up. I got to tell my people about this. I got to hear what they got to say. Uh, we'll see how that, how that ends up at the end of the year. We're all about wins and losses here. So if we go far, I don't really care about top 100. But I found it interesting. Thought I'd plug it at the end of the show. Guys, Again, some uh, awesome stuff here happening at the network. Go check out the local college teams. 
Uh, if you haven't checked out the NBA teams, obviously great. Our Locked On NFL podcast is awesome. We've got a consistent every week. We have the same lineup over there, and they've got some really awesome names. So go check that out if you're looking for some other podcasts to get into on the network. Highly recommend that with Matt Williamson. We're going to have him on the show, uh, if not this week, probably next week. And uh, got some exciting stuff coming from Pro Football Focus. And, of course, James Kroger, as always. And then I got some extra stuff that I'm hanging on to, which I'll share in due time. So be patient with me. I promise we'll take care of you. All right, Rams Nation, well, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with some more good stuff. Make sure to check us out. Go back, listen to some other podcasts. Get caught up on us if you're not. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation, peace.